Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Jerry Hamilton, InsideTexas.com on three reporter. Uh, Jerry's been up in Austin. Big weekend for the Longhorns this weekend, Jerry. Uh, lots of things going on. Uh, Inside Texas right now is popping with just so much information and stuff. Uh, we have a special at $1 for just three months at Inside Texas. But, Jerry, let's talk about this recruiting weekend. 20 official visitors on campus, one commitment already Saturday. We're going to do a little recruiting update for the folks this afternoon, just to, almost like a weekend update, Saturday right. Night Live without the comedy part. Uh, update for everybody. Uh, what do you think about the addition of Jarrett Gibson, first and foremost? He committed around 130 today. I mean, look, it's 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 not often you get two of the best running backs in the country in a matter of three days. I mean, Christian Clark commits Thursday. Jarrett Gibson today on his official visit on Instagram Live and with Hayes Fawcett of, uh, 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 edits. Um, it's a huge win. I mean, look, to short choice, when he was only bringing two running backs in for official visits, that's when you know a coach is pretty confident, Bobby. I don't know about you, but, I mean, normally you're bringing in four to get two. You're not bringing in two to get two. Uh, so, uh, to short choices, I mean, is he batting a 1,000 since he's been at Texas? I'm pretty sure he is. If not, it's close. I mean – if not, it's close. Baxter and Trey Wisner last year. I mean, I, I mean, I think he's four for four on guys he recruited and wanted. Hey, your my question to you on this, Jerry. Uh, your thoughts on Gibson as a player? Yeah. So I was at IMG earlier in the spring. I've been through IMG obviously every year. Seen Jarek at Under Armour camps when he was younger. Coming up, I I think he checks all the boxes, man. I mean, he is. He's got leadership ability. When you talk to Billy Miller, the head coach at IMG, and the people around the IMG football program when I was there in May, he just checks all those boxes. He's a leader in the locker room. He's a leader in the weight room. Um, he's he's a positive energy guy, right? He's an energy giver guy. And he mentioned that about why him and Choice connect so much. Coach Choice does not let you have a down energy day. And I think that really fits Jerry. Um, so I think, but you know, the player, compact body, Good contact balance. Uh, he has enough ride out speed. I mean, he ran four five seven when he's a sophomore. I don't think he's tested in a while. He's 5'10", 205 right now, around there, 207, I think, when I was there. Uh, so I think he's going to carry 212, 215 at the next level. Uh, but got good hands, compact body, physical runner between the tackles. Look, I mean, I haven't seen many uh, running backs from the state of Florida, Bobby, that didn't run hard, right? I mean, you, you've been doing this a long time. So he's got all those components to him. And what I think is really good, and you mentioned this in, in the video we did on, on Jarek's commitment, he's a really good match with Christian Clark. Two different size backs. Christian Clark is so adept out of the backfield, had 37 catches for about 380 yards last year. Jarek is such a good between-the-tackles runner. Uh, but what I like about both these guys, look, Christian Clark played safety, played running back. He didn't carry it much. I think 18 times is the most he carried it in the game last year. Jarek Gibson, neither one of these guys put up big numbers, but they haven't carried the ball a lot. That's a good thing going to college for them. Not a lot of tread on the tires for either one. Yeah. Uh, all right, we actually have a special guest. Yeah, somebody get, better than us, Bobby. Yeah, before we get into this, and he knows Christian Clark a little bit, he also knows a little bit about the Longhorns' uh, recruiting efforts, and that is Santana Wilson, a young man that is a recent commitment cornerback out of a Desert Mountain in Scottsdale, Arizona, committed to the Longhorns. He's uh, joining us for this uh, On Texas Football uh, episode. Santana, welcome in. Congratulations on your pledge to the Longhorns. Thank you. 
Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, let's start it off, Jerry. I'm going to give you a chance to kind of ask Chris, or ask a Santana some questions. I one of them is going to be about Christian Clark, his fellow Arizonan, I'm sure. But go ahead, uh, Jerry. Hey, Santana. So, kind of talk about um, the recruiting process in general. Took a couple of official visits, obviously. I think you were at Arizona State the weekend before Texas. But just talk about the process, the June process for you, and what led into that Texas decision. Um, really, with me, it was kind of obvious with Texas. I mean, um, just kind of looking at the school defensively, you know, um, a man-on-man team. So, um, I know they really like pressing corners and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I get really aggressive when I do press receivers. So, that's like one of my priorities in a school, I would say, for myself. So, just really um, seeing a school like Texas, then seeing the campus, and then just the environment it was around, it just really locked it in for me. So, um, hey, by the way, do you know your wingspan? You got long arms, man. It's 70, I want to say 75 right now. That's what they, okay. I think that's what they got me at, 75 when I went up okay. there. Okay. Um, so, talk about uh, Terry Joseph, Coach Sarkeesian, that relationship. How did that develop? And when did you really get serious about Texas? Um, Really with me, it was kind of just with Coach TJ. I mean, um, my dad my dad has known him for a really, really long time. So it was really all just family up there. I mean, um, he re- he basically took me under his wing, you know. Um, kind of took me in his zone. And then um, just really seeing myself with Coach TJO for really three to four years is just really crazy. Just seeing how much he could really develop me as a really, really good corner and stuff like that. And then um, – just really seeing him um, outside of football too. He's a great guy. Just really talkative, you know. He'll he'll talk your head off, but he's a great coach and stuff like that. So, um, really, just knowing him like that just really secured it for me. And then with Coach Sark, my dad's also known him for a really really long time. So, um, it's really just all family up there with Coach TJ, Coach Sark. Everyone up there is really just family for me. So, that that kind of secured it for me. Just knowing knowing about the two. Speaking with Santana Wilson, uh, cornerback out of Scottsdale's De- Desert Mountain High School. Uh, you had four interceptions last year. Uh, I think you had a pick six. Um, you know, a lot of people, it's a big recruiting weekend right now uh, for folks in Austin. Y'all had a big recruiting weekend last weekend, Santana, when you were in, in town. What is that like to be part of that? I mean, try to try to tell folks what that's like from a young man's perspective who's legitimately trying to make a decision here, right? Yeah, I mean, um, it wasn't really like – it was kind of crazy just because there were a lot of people around me and stuff like that, like I didn't know. But um, I knew three people, which was Christian Clark and then Deshaun Warner, um, two AZ boys that I know about. So we're all – all three of us are pretty close and stuff. So um, I stuck with them really the whole time. And kind of I would say from my perspective, it was kind of just like um, – you know, looking at a place like uh, Arizona and then looking at a place like Texas, you know, like the heat, everything's like the same and stuff like that. But um, just the overall atmosphere, like from Texas to Scottsdale is just completely different just from like a city standpoint and stuff like that. Like Austin, like it isn't a small place. Like um, there's a lot of things to do down there, too. It's not just all football. I mean, like, I mean, there's there's tons of things to do in Austin and stuff like that, but. Um, once it comes to, like football, you know, everyone's everyone's around and everyone's down for it. Like there's there will be a lot of people at those games and stuff like that. 
So yeah, football is definitely sport one. <laughs> sport yeah. one in Austin. <laughs> it's the priority. Hey, uh, Jerry, you, Jerry and I uh, were talking uh, in another uh, video about your dad and the fact that he's a former all pro and now an executive with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, what kind of impact does that have on a young man like you that's seen someone like him play at the high, very highest level? Does it, does it make you work harder? Does it, does it give you any kind of edge you think? Uh, tell us a little bit about that. I think it's really a mix just for myself, you know, just if I have any questions about recruiting or even plays, you know, I just go to my dad and ask him um, if it's game day, maybe even, um, I'll probably well, I'll probably ask a lot of questions about the receiver, like the matchup. So we watch film on them. Um, we go over the technique. I'll play the game and stuff like that. So um, really, just he really helps me with technique, like technique, and then just really getting my mind right for stuff like that. Just getting my mind right for college, and then um, also recruitment wise, you know, he helped me throughout the whole thing. So, um, but you know, the decision was just all mine. But he was still there helping me, pushing me through everything and stuff like that. So. Um, I would definitely say he helps me a lot for sure. Jerry, hey, one last question. question. Yeah, last question here. Uh, you talk, we talked uh, before you boarded your flight Sunday, and you talked about talking to some of the players at Texas, Arch Manning, some of those guys. And for the Texas fans here, as Sarkeesian's growing this program, heading the year three, what's the vibe and the culture? of the players at Texas that you're going into? Because I guarantee you this, right? If you'd got a bad feeling, you wouldn't have committed to Texas. Sure. Um, For me, you know, just being around the players for not even that long, you know, it already felt like we really bonded, you know. Uh, Gavin, um, I was I was around Gav a lot. Um, Worthy, I was I was really around him. Uh, Malik, I was, I was around him too. So, um, really around the corners a lot, too. I talked to Arch for a little bit. And then um, just really talking to them and just seeing how Texas was, like, outside of it and inside of the program was really nice to see. Um, already connecting, as like, as teammates, basically, you know, um, really welcoming, too. Like, they're really, really welcoming. So, they'll, they'll really welcome you into the family and stuff like that as soon as you commit and stuff like that. So, um, just knowing they're – really, really welcoming and stuff, you know, it's just a great feeling. Um, it's just nice. It's just nice knowing, basically. All right. Uh, speaking with Santana Wilson, defensive back out of Scottsdale. Santana, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on your pledge. Uh, already three guys from last week have committed. You, Christian Clark, you mentioned, uh, and then also Freddie DeBose, a wide receiver out of Shirts Clemens, or excuse me, Smithson Valley now, I believe, uh, in the San Antonio area. All right, Santana, thanks, bud, and we'll see you soon, and we appreciate you joining us. Yeah, Jerry, I'm going to go to you now uh, and keep going here. Uh, big recruiting weekend in Austin uh, for the Longhorns. 20 visitors in total, uh, 12 in-state, eight out-of-state prospects. Uh, you've We've had one commitment thus far, Jarrett Gibson, uh, the uh, running back out of uh, IMG Academy, uh, but they have other guys that are, you know, in, in play right now that we're trying to kind of cover uh let's go down them list by list and you give us the very latest trey owens the quarterback is already committed to texas he's on his official visit he's clearly uh playing a role in trying to corral and get people uh going as far as the longhorns are concerned right oh yeah well, five minutes after Jarrett gibson's commitment he tweeted not done uh, <laughs> i think that's about 750 likes at this point 
Um, so, uh, yeah, he's that is his role this weekend is, is kind of push forward with this recruiting process, team up with Arch and Quinn and all the Malik, all the other quarterbacks, all the other players on this team and kind of helping those recruiting processes and kind of help build bonds with guys in 2024. I, I know the running backs, the wide receivers, the offensive linemen, obviously – are focal points for him. He plays in the same district with Jordan Washington, the tight end at Langham Creek, who visited last weekend, who uh, will announce his decision on July 4th. And I think that's Texas big over AM right now. Uh, but yeah, that's what Trey Owens is up to this weekend. All right. Uh, we mentioned Jarrett Gibson. He, he's obviously probably trying to help some IM, recruit some IM oh, teammates. Yeah. Then you have t- at wide receiver, you have t- Terry Bussey out of Timpson, small East Texas town, but a do it all athlete. And then Parker Livingston out of Lovejoy. What have you heard on those on those fronts? Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, you know, Parker Livingston is a lean, uh, big lean to Texas over South Carolina. and announces, I believe, July 1st, 2nd, right around there. I don't think anything's changed there. Terry Bussey's such an interesting recruitment. Justin Wells was over at Timpson a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's an interesting recruitment because A&M's recruiting him as a corner and an offensive player. Texas was recruiting him as an athlete, DB. Now they're recruiting him at wideout. So this is a kid whose recruitment's changed a little bit, and I think he's more transitioning to leaning to wide receiver. So he's hearing a lot of different messages in the recruiting process. He went to Oklahoma last weekend. He was at LSU for a midweek. He hasn't visited A&M officially in June. There's a big faction of people think he's headed to A&M, but it, there's just so much going on in that recruitment from a position standpoint. Bob. Let me let me ask you this. I'm looking at the on the screen right now. We're looking at this RPM. It's got 90% to AM. Do you agree with that? I mean, not if I would say no, I can't agree with that because he he hasn't set up the official visit yet. I mean, if this goes into the fall and, and AM gets the last official visit, yeah. But I I just I think that's because he's been there more places than others. Um, is the main thing, uh, and, and there are picks for AM in, uh, but I don't think it's that big of a lead now. Okay. All right, uh, tight end, we're going to skip because there are no tight end prospects on campus this weekend. Jordan Washington, who you mentioned from Langham Creek, uh, was in last weekend, and that's who the Longhorns have pinpointed. Uh, we believe he is announcing a decision on July 4th. It's expected to be either Texas or yeah. Texas A&M for him. Offensive line is a big one, though, this weekend, Jerry. Oh, Four yeah. blue chip guys in town. Uh, Daniel Cruz out of Richland Hills, Maika my, my, Saina out of Arlington Barton, Nate Kibbles out of Atascacita, and then the big old drink of water, Daniel Calhoun out of Georgia, 6'6 six, six and a half, 360 pounds. Uh, what are you hearing on those guys so far this weekend? Uh, Calhoun and Cruz have spent a lot of time together. Um, Calhoun is very close with Jarrett Gibson. Uh, we've talked about this on the shows and on Inside Texas. By the way, guys, if you're not on Inside Texas, get over there. We have almost 3,000 responses on our weekend live thread and over 300,000 views, the most ever for a recruiting site, team site that we've ever heard of. Auburn had about 285 a few years ago. Um, but, yeah, Daniel Calhoun, I mean, look, Jarrett Gibson and him, they visited Georgia together. They visited Tennessee together. They visited Texas together, I mean, this weekend. So, and the family is back. His mom and dad are back. They, Calhoun's family was in for the spring game, right? Texas has the last June visit. Texas knows Georgia's right there. It, it, those are the two teams you hear most about. Tennessee's been trying to make a strong run. Obviously, his dad played at Alabama. Uh, but everything we've heard, and he did visit Auburn in a midweek, but everything we're, we, we've heard is it was trending Georgia versus Texas. And, Bobby, you know, I've said that 
this would be the most impressive recruit, recruiting win for Sark and staff because one thing it's one thing to go in and get Cedric Baxter out of Florida when Florida State's been down, Florida's been down, and Miami's been down, right? Or down compared to what the expectations are. It's another thing to go in Atlanta, Georgia, and get an offensive tackle uh, who's being hosted by Kelvin Banks this weekend, by the way. His dad played at Alabama. Georgia's on top of the college football world. Tennessee's three hours from home. He was on campus at Clemson in March. Auburn wants him. I mean, this is not a recruitment Texas should go in and win in Atlanta right now. This would be an unbelievably impressive recruiting win. Nate Kibble, Atascacita, he was a midweek visitor in Texas broke that. He visited AM the night through the 11th. Same weekend, Daniel Cruz visited AM and a couple other guys. Um, he's interesting because he originally was on a, a fall timeline. But I think, you know, these kids get in group texts, they start to see the numbers fall, and they realize, okay, spots are, are, spots are few and far between. There you see AM with the on three RPM lead over Texas. And I think Nate kind of took a step back and said, okay, I, I may not need to wait until the fall. This might not be the move. So his family actually reached out to Texas midweek and said, oh, we'd like to come in. And look, and that wasn't – it wasn't news to Texas that Kibble was considering a visit because Texas has been talking to Kibble about September 30th, the Kansas weekend, when uh, DeAndre Carter from Modern Day is visiting. But the family called. They wanted to speed up the timeline. This is a kid that Kyle Flood – uh, went by and saw. I know Bo Davis has that school. I think he went by there too, uh, based on what I heard when I was at Atascacita. Uh, so he's the large human. He's 6'3, 315, 81-inch wingspan. And I can say this, he's a take for Texas. They would they, he's a take. They would take a commitment from him. They wouldn't have brought him in uh, like this, this quick, if if he wasn't the take. Um, and then Makai saying is interesting. I one thing I've learned this weekend is that's more trending more to Texas versus USC and AM on the peripheral, or that's what I'm hearing. Can things change? They can always change. I think offensive line recruiting relationships or offensive line position coach relationships are huge here. And I think Kyle Flood's done a great job with Makai uh, and, and his mom. And another little tidbit on that, his father's moving back to Texas. So will he go far from home? We'll see. Got it. Uh Daniel Cruz, a possibility to commit soon to the, soon. whatever school he chooses? Soon, yeah. I think that's Texas or Oklahoma, and, and I think that's soon. I, I, I'm not saying it's tomorrow or, or, or Monday, but I think that one's coming soon. Got it. All right, let's move on to defense. Uh, you and Eric Nalene. Eric Nalene uh, put in a RPM pick, Jerry, at 2.30 a.m. For, for Colin Simmons, the edge out of uh, Duncanville, one of the nation's top players. You followed suit around 8.30 or so. Uh, what is the latest there that made you and Eric, and I know you guys have talked, uh, what is the latest about why you guys did what you did there? Yeah, I think, look, I mean, at the on three NIL series, Colin came out and said it's Texas and LSU are the top two, right? And that's been so consistent with everything I've heard at the stops in Duncanville high the last year or the last few months, I to say in the spring for spring practice, just talking to a lot of people. That's been the two consistent teams for him. That doesn't mean Georgia was, wasn't in it. Florida, he loved his visit to Florida. Miami made, took a big swing at it June 9th through 11th. Uh, but I think it's really those – it's coming down to these two teams. And I, I, the one thing that I kept being told every time I stopped at Dunkville, two things. One, he's going to play in the SEC. And two, he's going to stay close to home. So, I mean, obviously Texas and LSU, huge advantage in that close to home. Um, it didn't seem like AM was able to really make up enough ground, uh, or they haven't to this point. But we're not look, I don't think I don't want to speak for Eric. 
I don't think either one of us are predicting a commitment Sunday or Monday or Tuesday, but we feel like it's trending in the right direction for Texas. The big kicker to me is how long does this recruitment go? Does it go to December? Does he make the official visit to LSU uh, in November for the Florida game? If it goes that long, then look, I mean, anything can happen. But I, I think Texas has some momentum here. The DFW guys, Anthony Hill, John Tay Cook, Malik Muhammad, all those guys that Texas has won out for. Uh, Colin knows all those guys. You have the guys in this class, uh, Jordan Johnson, Rebel, Corey and Gibson. I mean, go down the list. I mean, um, so Texas has made a point of doing very well in the DFW area since Sarkeesian was hired because Tom Herman and his staff struggled in that area. And Texas has knocked it out of the park. Uh, Jeff Banks, key recruiter yes. on a lot of those guys yes. off of I-20. Yes, uh, the tight years coach. of experience on I-20. You got yes, it. Yes, absolutely. All right. Uh, the other edge, uh, and this is a guy that Jeff Choate is kind of taking under his wing this weekend. Zena Umiozulu, uh, Choate, uh, the linebacker uh, coach, is not does not have any uh, guys coming in. And so he's paying attention specifically to Zena because Zena would end up playing for him. Yeah. Uh, Zena is the younger brother of Neto Umiozulu. Uh, what's the latest on his recruitment, Jerry? Yeah, I think, you know, look, I think this one's trending Texas. Uh, Oklahoma made a strong run at it uh, last weekend. A&M also got him on campus. Um, I, I really uh, – and, look, Oklahoma put a big foot forward. Former teammate Michael Hawkins, the son of former Oklahoma corner and NFL corner Michael Hawkins, obviously is committed to Oklahoma. They were teammates at Allen. Um, so, I mean, there's some things working for Oklahoma, but, man – is blood thicker than water on this, Bobby? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, look. And need. I mean, Texas needs edges, Jerry. And, and, and I go back to this. The parents in the Neto recruitment were very high on Texas academically. And that's just – I'm going to keep that one in the back of my mind on this recruitment. Yeah, I, I feel like um, OU's done a pretty good job of recruiting edges over the last couple of years. Texas needs them uh, yeah. bad, badly. So uh, we'll see how that all plays out. Of course – Colin Simmons and Zena, not the only two edges Texas recruiting. Uh, we mentioned uh, Santana Wilson, Wilson mentioned Deshaun Warner earlier, yeah. uh, another Phoenix area player. And by the way, Danny Okoye and Jordan Ross. As Deshaun well. Warner's announcing July 1st. Right now, we don't think that's Texas. Um, we, we think Jordan Ross, uh, you know, Colin, Jordan Ross, Danny Okoye, Neto. Uh, but Deshaun Warner is announcing July 1st. I think he was at Kansas and Washington this week and he's been to Oregon State. So we'll watch for that one July 1st to see if Texas makes a late push. Okay. All right. Uh, defensive line, the front, uh, also important uh, for everybody oh, yeah. as we go into the SEC uh, in 2024. The group that's in, Dominic McKinley, five-star from Lafayette, Louisiana. TJ Lindsay, a four-star uh, from Bryant, Arkansas, now at IMG. Jaden Jackson from Brownsburg, Indiana, who is now at IMG as well. Uh, those guys, Lindsay is 6'3", 270. Jaden Jackson, 6'1 and a half, 295. Then you have Terrence Hibbler out of Mississippi. He's committed to Mississippi State, but brought his grandmother on a visit this weekend to Texas. 6'1 and a half, 285 is what he lists at. And then the biggest of all is Alex January, a young man from Duncanville, whose dad, Mike January, played linebacker for the Longhorns. Give us an update on what you've heard thus far this weekend. Yeah, I, th I think, uh, look, the first thing is all those guys made it in. I mean, right? I mean, Terrence Hibbler, that was one Texas has been working on for a while. They do have somebody in their corner, I think, on that. But the mom, grandmother, siblings are all in town. Uh, that's big. I mean, uh, you know, that that's big to get him on campus when he's committed to Mississippi State. Alabama didn't do that. 
And that so that tells you how much him and the family liked the unofficial visit to Texas in March before he committed to Mississippi State. I think State put a lot of pressure to get that commitment done so he didn't make the June uh, first weekend June visit to Bama and then Texas, but Texas got him on campus. Um, so I, I think Texas has a puncher's chance, but in this recruitment, we'll see. Though it's a big ask to get a kid to back off a uh, Mississippi State commitment in the state of Mississippi uh, and flip, but we'll see what happens. Alex January, I believe, is a Texas lean over LSU. Obviously, families, a lot of family from Louisiana. Mike January played at Texas. Uh, it's from Lake Charles, Westlake High. A lot of families still down there. Um, I, I think as long as the numbers game doesn't catch Texas on that, I think Alex January ends up at Texas. Um, Jaden Jackson's interesting to me. His teammate, Jared Gibson, even though they didn't grow up together, teammates at IMG just committed. Looks tremendous physically. Uh, six one and a half, two ninety five. Lots of large humans in his family. Now I'm just here to tell you. Um, I know you watched his tape and loved him. Um, Ohio State is the school everybody's kind of targeted because he's from Brownsburg, um, Indiana. And uh, by the way, I think his ranking goes up his senior year. Um, Miami, very much in the picture. Uh, he visited there last weekend. He was at Ohio State June 9th through 11th. He was at Florida the first weekend in June. Florida thinks they have a puncher's chance. We'll see on that. Then Oklahoma, David Stone's been working him for Oklahoma out of IMG in the state of Oklahoma. But we'll see what happens. Entering June, I had somebody very close to the IMG program tell me they thought it was Texas, Ohio State, Miami in that order. So we'll see how June ends. But that could have been how June began. Um, and then I, who did I, who did I miss? Dominic up? McKinley out of oh, Lafayette. Well, he's, he's there only, with his brother, yeah. right? Who's yeah, also only the five star. Yeah, only the five star. And TJ <laughs> Lindsay. Yeah, uh, Dominic McKinley, only the five star from Acadiana High and Lafayette. Very interesting recruitment. You know, when I was through there in the spring, um, the one thing I had, I had somebody tell me, and it was just, it's always stuck with me there. Like, you know, Dominic may not be the kid that ends up at LSU. He may, that may just not be the place for him. And, and I kind of didn't really question. I've been doing this long enough. You don't really question that. You just kind of take that in and then move on. Right, Bobby? You say, okay, that he said that for a reason, right? Um, but does that mean he's not going to LSU? We'll see. The one thing that we keep hearing on Dominic McKinley is driving distance from home. And some Texas fans are like, well, it's an hour for LSU, six and a half to Texas. But it's still a drive. It's not getting on an airplane. It's still you can make it in a day. Um so that's what I thought get, is given LSU, AM, and Texas the advantage over Oklahoma. He really likes Todd Bates, where he was last week, and he was at AM the 9th through 11th. Uh, the key thing is when does he decide and does he make that official to LSU during the season? Uh, but Lindsay, I think Texas, Lindsay, I think Texas Lindsay, has a puncher's chance. Lindsay and Hibbler, did you? I, I can't remember if you. I, I mentioned Hibbler, I forgot Lindsay. So TJ Lindsay, uh, who's kind of more of a in that Jare Bledsoe role, he could play outside early, then move inside later. Um, he's an IMG out of Bryan, Arkansas. He visited Auburn, Miami, Texas A&M, and now Texas. Uh, coming out of the Miami visit, I think the thought was A&M leads. Um, we'll see. And there's A&M with the big RPM uh, lead right there um, over Texas and Miami. I really think it's one of those three. Nothing against Auburn. I think they're fourth. Uh, I think Texas has a puncher's chance here. I think, you know, he mentioned 40-year decision and, and the way he looks at Texas and Texas A&M both. In that regard, and I know Bo Davis has exhausted all uh, NCAA visits he had to go up to Bryant, Arkansas, and see T.J. Lindsey. Uh, T.J. was on campus in the spring, and I don't think that recruiting prediction machine is reflective of how close the recruitment is between A&M and Texas and Miami. Okay. All right, let's move on to the secondary, okay? This yeah. is going to be uh, – there's quite a few. There's five. I mean, this is truly – I mean, this is a line deal and a, and a defensive back deal, 
uh, today. Uh, Kobe Black, Selman Bridges, Corian Gibson, Wardell Mack, and Jordan Johnson Rubel. I want you to start with Corian Gibson and Jordan Johnson Rubel because they made the trip together. You've been talking about how they've been friends uh, for a long time, going back to youth football even. Uh, talk, tell us about that. Gibson's birthday is on Sunday. Yep. Um, and a lot of people thought he was Clemson's to lose, but Texas has made a strong push over the last two weeks on top of what they've been doing all along. So uh, what's the deal with those two? And then I'll, I'll lead you down the other three. Yeah. So, uh, so when people look at the profiles of these two guys, they see Corey Gibson is from Lancaster and Jordan Johnson Rubel is at IMG. They both grew up in Fort Worth together playing youth sports. Uh, their moms are good friends. There's a big, strong family connection here. They made the visit to TCU midweek together. Ohio State last weekend and now Texas, right? The only visit they didn't go on was um, Jordan Johnson Rebell went to USC and Corian went to Clemson that first weekend. Uh, look, we kind of said this. If Corian didn't commit to Clemson that first week after the official visit, when Sammy Brown, Bryant Wesco, some of those other guys, big-time highly rated guys jumped on board at Clemson, that's not how Dabo generally wins the recruitments, right? Maybe Corian's different. Uh, but we said if he makes it to Austin, celebrates his birthday in Austin on this recruiting weekend, that we start to feel really good about it for Texas chances. My RPMs in for Texas I haven't changed that Jordan Johnson Bill, but my RPMs in for Texas I haven't changed that. Uh, I think his mom's a big fan of Austin, Texas, the University of Texas. And I think these guys, I'm not saying they won't commit this weekend, but I think in the next couple of weeks, uh, they will make their decisions. Uh, happy birthday to Corian, by the way, on Sunday. Uh, let's go to the other two in-state guys and then finish with Wardell Mack, the, the lone out-of-state uh, recruit uh, in the secondary. Uh, Kobe Black out of Waco. Con the uh, young man was the former high school teammate of Jelani McDonald, who signed with Texas, as well as Trey, Trey Wisner, who played at Conley before transferring to DeSoto last year. Uh, Black, you put in a uh, crystal ball, or a, a RPM for him. Uh, Eric and Justin did as well. Uh, what are you hearing on him this weekend thus far? Yeah, here, here, going great. I mean, great visit. I mean, it should be, right? It's good weather. It's hot, but it's great weather. Uh, Texas presents the official visits as well as anybody does. Um, it, the interesting thing with that was LSU was making a run for a while. But, you know, I, I talked to somebody close to LSU, and, and two weeks ago they said that LSU just didn't think they were going to be able to make up enough ground there. So the question's always been, who who's in it for Kobe Black, really? It's hard to come up with, outside of LSU, the team that really had the best chance. He made the official visit to Ohio State last weekend. You know who also said Ohio State last weekend? Jordan Johnson, Rebell, and Corey Gibson. And you know who's been on the IG Live to Austin this weekend sitting next to each other? Corey Gibson, Jordan Johnson, Rebell, and Kobe Black, right? So, I mean, look, if Terry Joseph pulled this one off, I mean, tip of the hat, statue, recruiting statue, whatever, I mean. But I think Kobe Black's a Texas lean. Okay, gotcha. Selman Bridges is a little bit different. He's the young man out of uh, Lake Belton. He yep. was at the seven-on-seven -seven state tournament until late Friday and yep. then got into Austin for a Friday night, Saturday visit. Uh, what about what are you hearing about uh, Selman at this point? Yeah, I think uh, he's an interesting prospect. I mean, you see there he's 6'3", really long-arm kid. Um, look, Arkansas, TCU have had him on campus. I think Arkansas made a strong push there. The RPM is heavily in Texas factor. Um, and he's an interesting prospect because he could play corner, could play safety, you know, but he's just one of those big, long arm defensive backs that you want in your secondary. Uh, but again, I think Texas is in a pretty good spot there. The only, it's got like defensive line, though, Bobby. And I know we're about to bring up Ordell Mack. You're not going to get all these guys. 
at some point, the numbers aren't going to make sense to some kid in this family. So the question would be if a Gibson and Johnson Rebell and Kobe Black, if all if other kids know those guys are going to Texas, does that affect some other guys in their recruitment? And Santana Wilson's already on board at corner. And Texas has Miles Davis and Josh Lair from last weekend at safety. So something's got to give. Well, in they they had them in. They haven't committed. Right. To so, right, had them in last weekend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're on the board is what you mean. Yeah, oh, last one is, is Wardell Mack. Oh, he's who, a tremendous player. Yeah, this is one that you and I have talked about. And, man, can he run. Yes. He's a fluid, long athlete, uh, active player. You know, I don't know what to say about this guy, but he's from Marrero, Louisiana, just outside of New Orleans. Uh, tell us a little bit about Wardell uh, and uh, where this recruitment is at as of right now. Very interesting. I, I, this won't come as a shock, but Gavin Holmes is his player host this weekend. I mean, right? Out of, yeah, he, out of, he had luck when uh, Santana Wilson was talking right. about Gav. He meant Gavin Holmes. Not many uh, guys are yeah. portal guys that come in and immediately become guys that host players on visits. So that tells you a little bit about Gavin and his buying in the Texas program. Uh, Wardell's interesting. He's been to Florida State. He's been to Florida. Obviously, Corey Raymond. Uh, knows Wardell, the family, uh, being at LSU, kind of probably had him at camps growing up, right, before he went to Florida. Florida State, kind of the wild card they visited him uh, the first week in June, then Florida 9th through 11th. The question here, this is a pretty simple recruitment one way. How long does it play out? I think he's a numbers buster for LSU. I think they take him no matter what. Um, I think if he decides before the season, it's good news for Texas. If it goes into the season, I think LSU becomes much uh, more of a trendy pick there. Uh, so, again, th to me, this one's going to be when does he shut this recruitment down? If he shuts it down in early July, I mean, that could be pretty good news for the Horns. All right. Speaking with Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com, just a reminder, you can get InsideTexas.com for a limited time, $1 for three months. This is a limited time only offer. Uh, please join us over there to Jerry's point. Uh, literally, there's a thread with 2,000 replies on this weekend's visitors alone. Uh, some good information uh, for you guys if you want more behind-the-scenes stuff. Hey, Jerry, um, before I let you go, and I know we, we've run this one a little long, and I apologize for that, for some folks that uh, want brevity uh, out of these things. Uh, I asked, uh, Jarrett Gibson was initially expected to announce on Sunday. Okay, he he moved that up till Saturday, right? Um, yeah. Are there any silent commitments right now? Are there possible commitments tomorrow? What are you, as a reporter, Justin, Eric, those guys, what are y'all really honing in on over the next 24, 48 hours? Mine is our kids are kids that are going to move off a timeline because there's a couple, three kids that have obviously told Texas they're coming. But it's that's one thing. Another thing is to move off your timeline, right? And a lot of these kids have July 4th, around the July 4th that week um, with family um, to or maybe around their class, their football team and weight workouts, what have you to announce decisions. So um, that's the question is, are kids going to move off the timeline? Does Texas get a couple other guys to move off the timeline and commit? I mean, look, it took Christian Clark was Thursday, right? Didn't happen Sunday. And he left Texas, committed to Texas, but he didn't announce till Thursday. So for the Texas fans out there and on that thread, I mean, look, these kids, are, they may tell Sark their plans and Texas may want to to space these out and really build their own momentum too. That's part of this recruiting game. Uh, so we do think other guys have told Texas they're coming like they did last weekend. But the question is who's going to move off their timeline and possibly pop tomorrow and Monday. Uh, Jerry, uh, tremendous work uh, by you and the Inside Texas crew this week. Uh, it has been uh, fun to watch. And uh, I know a lot of Longhorn fans appreciate you guys. Uh, 
really doing a great job, bud. Uh, thank you very much for thank what you you're doing. Um, and uh, we'll, we will talk to you again. Uh, that's going to do it for this afternoon, though, uh, for the um, On Texas Football page. Unless there's another commit. If there's another commit, we'll be back. Uh, but for Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching.